Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. I'm broadcasting live from my house. Tanner and Alex are back in the studio. I'm on the COVID IL, hoping to be back by the end of the week. Right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford, the Blues Insider for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at JP Rutherford. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Uh, doing real well. I'm excited. I know you guys want to talk about Noel Atari, uh, Josh Lavo, uh, who you want to talk about. A lot of free yeah, very excited about that fourth line, and we will get to that in October. But right now, <laughs> JR, uh, Matthew Kachuk, pretty sure you're familiar with the gentleman. Uh, Eric Francis wrote this yesterday over on Sportsnet. He said, less than a week after losing Johnny Gaudreau, the team now very much appears on the brink of having to part with Matthew Kachuk. The news yesterday, as I'm sure you're familiar with, JR, but just for our audience to be familiar, uh, the Calgary Flames filed for arbitration yesterday, and it is much more rare for the team to do so than the player. Basically, this buys them time, either for a long-term extension or to get a trade done so that the other team that accepts that deal still has the eight-year contract that they can offer to uh, Matthew Kachuk before he ends up signing the qualifying offer. JR, what did yesterday mean to you in terms of the likelihood of Matthew Kachuk getting traded? Yeah, I think it, it increased it, uh, increased the likelihood of him being traded. Uh, you know, I think this is a pretty complex situation. I think it's a game of chess. It's a game of leverage. Uh, you saw that Matthew Kachuk didn't file for player-elected uh, uh, arbitration the day before. That was his right to do so. He did not, and that made a ton of sense because then you kind of lock yourself into a a situation where uh, if it does go to arbitration, uh, you're going to get an elected salary and play out the year in Calgary. And I think he wants to be traded. So I think that uh, what happened here is uh, he skipped that option. Uh, yesterday, as you mentioned, Calgary opted for the, the club arbitration. And so they're going to buy themselves some time to either pitch a long-term extension and or try to make a trade. And this gives them time to find a trade partner and, and you mentioned, you know, if they can secure that eight-year term contract that they can sign Matthew to and then move him, that's going to recoup as many assets as possible uh, when they, in fact, uh, do trade Matthew Kachuk. So I think that's where it's headed. I will say, and I've been saying this for weeks, guys, if somebody offers you $80 million in the captaincy, you could easily say yes and stick around in Calgary. So I think the, the chances of that are small. 
Uh, but I will uh, continue to mention that as a possibility. So, so Jr. The, the part that I'm confused by, maybe you can help me sort this out, is the amount of people that I have seen that say, why would you try and trade for Matthew Kachuk when you don't have to give up those assets next year and sign him via free agency? And for me, uh, you, some of those assets you're going to have to trade, you likely can't have those assets because of the salary cap situation if you're going to get Matthew Kachuk. You're 100% right. And, and so we've said for months that, you know, what would the Blues give up uh, to acquire Matthew Kachuk? And a bunch of names have been tossed around. And, and for a while there, when Jordan Cairo is on his hot streak, hot streak, you say, you know, don't give up a, a Jordan Cairo. You know, he's too promising. He brings the, the Blues the speed element that they don't have. Well, whether it's Jordan Cairo or somebody, uh, you're not going to be able to afford all these guys. So now in the last week or so, we've got the Robert Thomas contract, eight times eight. You've still got a, a lot of other guys on the books for 6.5. Let's say you bring in a Matthew Kachuk at you know, $10 million, nine, five, somewhere in that. You can't afford to give Jordan Cairo a seven, an eight times seven deal. It's just not going to add up math-wise. So I agree with you. Why do you give up the assets? Well, yeah, you can wait a year for Matthew Kachuk and sign him in for agency and, and not give up anything, but you're just not going to be able to fit everybody in the book. So somebody's going to have to go. JR, if the Blues wanted to win a bidding war for Matthew Kachuk, like if, if he ended up getting going on the block and the Calgary Flames said, everybody give us your best offer, and that's the way that we're going to determine this. We know that that's not exactly how it goes, but let's say in this scenario it is. What do you think the Blues' best offer looks like? So it's, it's difficult, and I'll be quite honest with you here, is, you know, there's so much rumor and speculation. I hear stuff every single day. You know, it is admittedly difficult not to go to Twitter or social media or, in fact, write an, a full article about it at The Athletic. Uh, I don't because it's speculation, and you can't write something, uh, even though you're going to get a reaction out of it, every time you hear something. All that said... You know, you do hear things like the Blues trying to put together a package of Jordan Cairo, Tory Krug, a first-round draft pick. You know, those types of packages to Calgary to get a deal for Matthew Kachuk. You know, was that deal accepted? Obviously it wasn't because the, the deal wasn't made. Uh, but you hear things like that. And, and so I think it's a situation where that's probably what it would take is, is you know, draft compensation, you know, a, a bona fide player, uh, an up-and-coming prospect. You know, even though Jordan Cairo has been in the league a couple of years now, he's kind of in that mold. Uh, so I do think that whatever you give up, it's going to have to fit some sort of package like that. And I thought that uh, Hallie Selvin made a great point. She's the uh, athletic writer for the, the Calgary Flames. She said, listen, if, if uh, Calgary was interested in receiving a lot of draft pick compensation, they wouldn't be worried about Matthew Kachuk being signed to an offer sheet because of his salary he's going to get he's going to generate four first round picks for the Calgary flames. You know, that'd be a great haul, you know, if you, if you have to give them up. So if, if they don't even want first four first round draft picks, you know, they're looking for uh, a different type of package. Like I mentioned with a couple established players. Well, and that's where I'm at with this too, JR. And that's why I, I feel like the blues have a good chance at this because I'm not sure how many teams can offer a player like Jordan Cairo, who is coming off of a point per game season, the fastest skater at the all-star game. He's going to be an RFA, which means you pretty much have control of him for the next few seasons. I don't know how many teams have a Jordan Cairo in their arsenal that they can trade for Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, and it's kind of like the situation I heard you guys talking about Juan Soto and, you know, if, if he comes in and he replaces a Dylan Carlson, you know, you're kind of getting that good young player, only it's guaranteed. Like Juan Soto's already there. 
Well, it's a situation where, yeah, you probably don't want to give up a Jordan Cairo, but if you if you take him out of the lineup and you plug in a Matthew Kachuk, I mean, you're swapping out Cairo for a 100-point guy who can play right there in that spot in the top six and you know have that same chemistry that we're talking about with uh, Robbie Thomas. So, you know, I agree with you. There aren't too many good young players in the league like a Cairo that a team might be willing to give up, as the Blues might be. I'm not saying they are, uh, but if you can get a Matthew Kachuk and plug him into – uh, that lineup, I, I think that that would make sense for the Blues. So, Jr., real quick, just going down that path, the, the package that you mentioned, and again, this is all hypotheticals. There's no reporting on this. It's just us talking. Jordan Cairo and Tori Krug. That's one way to make the cap work if you were to acquire a Matthew Kachuk. The other way I look at it is you're probably going to have to move on from Jordan Cairo and Vladimir Tarasenko. In those two scenarios, if Matthew Kachuk was acquired and you lost Cairo and Krug or Cairo and Tarasenko, which team do you feel like is in a better position to compete this season? Yeah, I, I, it's, I think the team, first of all, let me back up. I think there's still a decent chance that Tarasenko gets traded before the start of the season. I know you kind of have some back and forth on that. You know, I, I feel like, you know, some people might listen week to week and, and wonder, well, you know, last week you think that he might start the season. Well, yeah, he wasn't traded at the draft, but let's not forget that there's still time plenty of time before the season starts. So I still think there's a possibility that Tarasenko gets traded. Uh, but if he is here and you're trying to decide which route to go in terms of acquiring Matthew Kachuk, who do you give up? Um, you know, I think that if you lost a Cairo and a Tarasenko, you know, that's going to hurt. I think if you lost a Tory Krug, as much as respect as I have for Tory Krug, and I think he helps this team, they do have the eight defensemen on one-way contracts. And I think at some point you're going to have to give Kronovich an opportunity to see if he can go play. So uh, to me, I would, you know, if, if it was an option, I'd rather keep one of those forwards, you know, Tarasenko to play with Kachuk up on that right side uh, in the top six and uh, try to give Kronovich a spot in that, uh, in that defensive uh, projection. But I will say this too, guys, I mean, does Vladimir Tarasenko want to go to a rebuilding Calgary team? In fact, if that's what they have to do, uh, does Tori Krug have to want to do that? Both of them have no trade clauses. And honestly, I couldn't see either one of them fitting into that situation or, or wanting to. Yeah, this just gets really... We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford, by the way, Blues insider for The Athletic. You should follow his great work over there and on Twitter at JP Rutherford. It gets really complicated. Like, when you start including multiple teams into the trade uh, on top of just the Blues and the Calgary Flames, that's how a deal can can end up going away very quickly. I guess my question to you, like, kind of tangentially related to this, if you think that there's still a chance that the Blues are going to trade Vladimir Tarasenko, Jr., I, I guess I'm I continue to be confused, and not to beat a dead horse here, but why they didn't add more insurance to their top six with David Perron if it was going to be something like a two-year deal worth four to four and a half million dollars per year? I, I understand that right now, as we're looking at the cap sheet today, they do not have room for that on the books today. But if they think that there's a real chance that they're going to trade Vladimir Tarasenko, there there would eventually be room for that on the books. I guess I, I'm still confused by that. No, I understand the confusion. And I think this is the best answer I can give you on that is that there's a sequence of events. There's a timeline. There's a thing that Doug Armstrong has to do by a certain date, whether it's, you know, decide not to sign David Perron, decide to sign Nick Letty to stay in the Matthew Kachuk talks, to stay involved in what's going to happen with Vladimir Tarasenko. And he can't get caught up in what it's going to look like from the draft to the start of free agency to two weeks after free agency. 
He just have, has to devise the plan and try to execute based on the timeline that he, that he has to give. So why wouldn't they go out and beef up their top six and, because they might be trading Vladimir Tarasenko? Well, it's because they've got to re-sign Nick Letty. That's, that's the option that they, they went with uh, defensively. Uh, so what's the next thing? The next thing is free agency. Okay, we might still be in the Matthew Kachuk talks. We don't want a David Prawn contract on the books, and we'll continue to monitor the Kachuk and Tarasenko situation. So I think that's all what it comes down to is it might look a certain way one day that they're not doing something, but I feel like if the plan is executed the way Doug Armstrong intends it to be, it'll all make sense when it comes out of the wash. Uh, JR, final one for me, and you mentioned Vladimir Tarasenko, how you believe there still is a possibility that he could be moved before the start of the season. The team that I keep hearing connected with Vladimir is the New York Islanders, and Lou Lamarello, who seems to hold things very close to the chest, has not announced any free agent signings via free agency, and of course they have been looking for a top six forward. Is that still a potential match that you believe could come out before the start of the season? Maybe that's why we don't know where Kadri's going yet, right? Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, because he hasn't been announced with the New York Islanders. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, it, 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 it's a good question, Alex. I, I, I think that uh, the New York Islanders make a lot of sense. Listen, they've been one of the probably three or four most mentioned teams in the past uh, year since this all came about. And, you know, I think that's a team that he would go to. Uh, you know, what's the return on that? Obviously, you know, it hasn't been to Doug Armstrong's liking yet if, if they have had talks, which, you know, we've been, we believe there's probably been some exploration. So uh, I, I could see that as a likely destination, especially with the Islanders uh, striking out on Johnny Goudreau and, and a couple other players. So, yeah, you know, Lou isn't going to sit back long and watch that team get, uh, you know, knocked out after the regular season. He's going to try to make a move, and, and perhaps that is a team that uh, we wind up seeing Tarasenko go to. JR, is there anything else that we need to know about this situation with Matthew Kachuk? No, I just uh, I think this, uh, BK. I think that it doesn't make sense for him to go back to Calgary unless he gets that whopping deal, even for one year. And you, you got to look at it realistically, and I think the situation is this. He's going back to a team potentially without a Johnny Goudreau. You know, how, how successful is he going to be? You know, he's got a lottery ticket right now because of the season he had, and, and he has to cash that in, whether it be with Calgary in the long-term deal or the trade. But if he goes back to Calgary and plays on, you know, the one-year club-elected arbitration, he can get injured, you're one concussion away, uh, he, he can put up 40 points and, and nowhere near the type of production he had last year. It's just not worth it to play uh, the one year out. So I think we can all agree that it's going to go one way or the other, the long-term deal or the trade. And as I sit here today and, you know, trying to make as many phone calls and stay on top of the situation as I can, I think it's looking more and more like a trade out of Calgary. All right, Jay. Now tell everybody about what the Blues are getting in Martin Frick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How about you and the Ferrario 5? That's huh? right. CBK Ferrario <laughs> 5 nailed it again. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't too far off. I said the two-way deal, right? But th- that was your guy. That was your guy. So all I'll right. give you all the credit in the world. Yeah, don't, don't try and piggyback off my Ferrari 5, JR. <laughs> <laughs> JR, I appreciate the time as always, man. This is awesome. And uh, hopefully next week when we catch up, we're talking about what Matthew Kachuk brings to the Blues. All right, get better, buddy, and hopefully this is a sign to stay away from that Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what this is. Thanks, Jeremy Rutherford, check out his work over on The Athletic and on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. Searching for the perfect gift idea for that hard-to-buy person on your list? The Allbirds Wool Runner is a natural fit. 
The Wool Runner is super cozy, super comfy, and super giftable. It's made with ZQ-certified merino wool, a naturally cozy material that offers next-level comfort and a lower environmental impact. The cushioned midsole and versatile design offer all-day comfort in a classic style you can wear every day, even in a winter wonderland. And its fully machine-washable construction makes it easy to keep your shoes looking like new. Allbirds shows off the Wool Runner's carbon footprint right on the shoe so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset that carbon footprint to zero, making the Wool Runner completely carbon neutral, so you can stay cozy and tread lighter on the planet. This holiday season, give tidings for comfort and coziness with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.